Hello, everybody, and welcome to this week's episode of the Ecom Sales Tax Podcast. I'm your host, Andy Johnson. I've got with me Dan Peisner. Hi, Dan. Hey there, Andy. Uh, Dan, nice to talk to you. Looks like a little dreary day in Dallas today. Ah, uh, yes. It's a balmy 32 outside. Oh, is it really? Yes, we woke up to the, that sweet, sweet sound of emergency vehicles everywhere as, as we Texans don't know how to function on ice. So... Did you have an ice storm? Uh, I don't know if it was an ice storm so much as the gentle mist that was coming down was enough oh. to make some areas a little slick. Yeah, yeah. Well, <clears throat> just for your comfort, and uh, here in Utah, uh, nobody knows how to drive on ice. I'm pretty sure that nobody besides the Zamboni drivers know how to drive <laughs> on ice. <laughs> so uh, don't feel bad. Uh, also on with us, Ryan Johnson. Hi, Ryan. Hey, how's it going? Good. Good to be here. So, Ryan, um, I, I want to do some uh, question and answers. So, uh, you um, are in contact with people who reach out to us a lot and have questions. So, uh, tell us about the email you just got today. Somebody in, in pretty dire need right now. Yeah. So, I got an email this morning, and the subject line was urgent tax matter. Please advise. And uh, apparently uh, last year they got a letter from California saying, hey, it looks like you may have nexus within our state. And, and they told them that they need to register to collect sales tax. And so they filled out the, the form, as they said, and um, they got a letter recently stating, hey, uh, looks like you've been doing business in our state since 2012. Uh, you now owe us back taxes up until then. And hey, can, um, I, can I back you up just a little bit? I just want to make sure I got yeah. these facts right. So, when did they get the letter saying that they should register in California? Where, where are these people located? Um, they are located in Kansas. Okay, so Kansas, and they're an Amazon seller, Correct. FBA seller, and they're located in Kansas. And how long have they been selling? They've been selling since 2012. All right, 2012, and she, you're saying she got a letter last year saying you should from California saying you should register. Yeah, late last year. Late last year. Okay. Requesting that they register because they believe they have sales the uh, nexus within their state. All right, Dan. First question for you: um, okay. Is is this common? First of all, that uh, air, uh, that California is reaching out to. Amazon sellers and saying uh, you should get registered in our state. Oh, it's very common, Andy. This is uh, another uh, another uh, victim, unfortunately, of California's recent. Uh, back in October, November, they they subpoenaed the records of every Amazon seller from Amazon that had, uh, and presumably from the the fulfillment program that had a, a was selling in the state in the within 2017. And subsequent to that, they started sending out letters to a big batch of those sellers saying, uh, we believe you had, based on records that we've got, we believe you may have nexus in the state, you need to register. Um, not the best worded letter because it doesn't, doesn't explain any of when you should register uh, or any of the other facts in it, but it's, uh, it, and then once you, once you go in and register, you then have to uh, you, you then get this follow-up letter that says you've been doing business since X, 
X date and you owe us some sales tax. Uh, for those those few that tried to put in a current registration date or a future registration date, the the state comes uh, typically has been coming back and saying not so fast. So this this contact that we got today from I don't want to discount it because man, if you're in business and you get a letter from California and um, it's a big potential assessment that could ruin you. Obviously this is a desperate situation. Um, but so California you're saying back in November is when they, uh, Amazon agreed to provide all this information. So Amazon just provided contact information for people who are active on their platform as FBA sellers for 2017. So that's not enough information for California yet. So I, I, I see the approach that California is taking. First of all, just tell you to register. So they don't tell you, hey, you owe us a bunch of money. They just say, get registered. And so I bet they got a pretty high sign-up rate of people willing to say, okay, I'll register now. And just like this person did. And uh, you know, Dan, when you get registered in the state, you provide a lot of information to them. Uh, they ask for a bunch of information. It's quite the process just to get registered in a state. Oh, by the way, before I forget, um, I want to make sure if, if, if uh, obviously, if you're listening to this podcast, uh, you have an interest in um, how states deal with uh, e-commerce sellers, and maybe in particular, if you use Amazon. And we have this uh, free guide. It's a quick read. Dan, you're the one that keeps it up to date. Uh, it's a really excellent guide. It helps you uh, evaluate what we always say. Uh, it's, it's not a broken record because not everybody hears it, right? You don't hear it until you really need to. But it's all about you got to start with Nexus. Uh, then make sure that what your, your potential exposure in a state before you register there is material, and material is a function of your volume of sales. It's a function of whether or not what you sell is taxable. And then uh, once you've done those two steps, figure out what options you have, what options are available to you. Uh, if the state has already contacted you, like we have in this situation, uh, or if they haven't contacted you, do you have some other options? So that guide, it's only 15 pages long. It's a quick read as a really, really excellent sales tax resource chart with, uh, I don't know, so many, it's free by the way. So if this is something you're interested in, uh, it will be in the show notes, a link to where you can download that guide and it will really help you just get a sense of, of, of what you should be doing. So I just wanted to say that before I forgot. Um, so, so Dan, this, this approach that California is using is I think really smart on their part you know, to just get as many people to send as much information as they can. And then they come back with the real hammer, which is what we're seeing from this person. So uh, Ryan, continue on with the, the email. So, um, so now California, they said is demanding. They need all their data of when the inventory was first in California. And that is, I guess is due today for them. So yeah, due um, on the 28th. Yikes. That's, that's, I mean, they get really, really harsh 
you know, they're, they're sweet, like come sell in our state and then they get you to register. I'm sure they worded that letter a little bit tough. So, you know, scared you to register. I'm not saying you shouldn't register. Um, and this is the dire situation that we're in. Dan, how long has, have, has Amazon had fulfillment centers in California? I know that, uh, that's available on our, on the, uh, on the, uh, marketplace seller's guide that I just offered. Uh, you know, Andy, I, I do not have that off the top of my head. Um, you, as, as much as it comes up, I really should memorize that date, but I just, uh, as it so happens, I, I don't have that one right off the top of my head. Okay. Well, we'll come back to you later on that because, um, I think that it's in the chart. So I have to turn my head sideways to look at the chart. So <laughs> you, you pull that up and just let us know. Um, obviously there's 50 states and it's hard to, but that's an important thing to know, right? Uh, she, she's been in business since 2012. And so you also have to know, well, did, did Amazon even have a fulfillment center? So Ryan, you're saying in the email, they're saying, when did you first start having inventory in our state? What else do you know about what other facts did she give you? Um, she is registered in only two other states. Uh, she's registered in their home state of Kansas and also in Texas. And that's because that's where she has a prep service to package and ship the products to the Amazon warehouses. And she's not registered in any other states. All right. So, um, yeah, this, this is a, a really, really tough situation. She's looking for tax advice and, and we will reach out and I just thought, this we can answer your question right here. Uh, she's wondering what our fees are. Well, here you go, um, Dan. Uh, if you're looking for that chart, I'm sorry, I'm going to pull you back to. Uh, I've got my answer. Oh, okay, great. the The first uh, Amazon warehouse in California that we had a record of was was October of 2012, mm. which is when she began selling. So the likelihood is she's, we don't know for sure. That, that's one thing I would like to know. So uh, as far as, as, as our three-step process, it's all about Nexus first. So for Amazon FBA sellers, it's really well settled that wherever you have inventory, even a small amount of inventory creates Nexus. So it's not a big question. And now with the Wayfair situation, uh, you know, uh, you can have Nexus even in places where you don't have inventory. And like I say, by the way, uh, if you'd like your own copy of this guide, then uh, where we talk about Nexus, how you can have Nexus, we have a, a good discussion on the Wayfair situation, get on top of that. Uh, we talk, uh, how do you calculate what the materiality of your potential exposure is? And then in some detail about what options you have. Um, so that guide will be available if that's something that you're, you seriously want to get into. Uh, that's a really worthwhile guide. Um, so, so Dan, um, the, the potential that she had inventory in California as far back as 2012 is there. Um, so let's get into, so Nexus is probably established, uh, but materiality, like she's really worried about a very significant tax exposure. 
So she didn't share with us what that dollar amount is, but what's your definition of a big tax exposure? <laughs> My definition of a big tax exposure is going to be whatever, you know, it's, it's whatever a, a big tax exposure is to you. And there, I mean, if for you, you it really is relative. I mean, it could be what's, what's big to a, what's, what's, huge to a, a small seller could be nothing to a, a $40 million Amazon seller. And I, but typically, unfortunately, when we're talking about California, they do tend to be everybody's biggest state on Amazon because it is, it's, it's one of the world's biggest economies on its own merit. If, if California was a, an independent state, it would be up there in the world economy, not just the, the U S economy. And uh, for better or for worse, they buy a lot of products off Amazon. And so that's, they're almost everybody that we talk to has, they have nexus with California using the FBA program. Their exposure is very material and there's, uh, absent some kind of a a taxability argument or, uh, exigent circumstances. And there's, there's very rare occasions that you can get out of it. The, you, uh, your, your best bets to try to negotiate with the state. Yeah. So my definition of a uh, material tax exposure is one that uh, is, is prompted by her email where she said, as Ryan mentioned, that it's potentially a large exposure, a large bill that I can't afford. So whatever that is, I mean, this may be a very small seller, maybe a, a $20 million seller for all we know uh, with a million dollar exposure, or it could be a very small seller with a 10,000 exposure, but if you can't afford it, that's, that's a devastating tax exposure. So Dan, let's, uh, what, what, what is the potential? Like what, maybe she sells something that's not taxable in California. It, that's always possible. Either it's not taxable, um, you get into dietary supplements. Those are all over the board. You get into um, anything that could be possibly be considered a food item or partial part of it's a food item and you get into to partial rules. There's, I mean, there, when you're, when you're looking at these kinds of things, you look at everything and yeah. see what options we could have. And, and if she started in 2012, you would guess that she started pretty small and probably, you know, got really big just recently, uh, you know, following the typical pattern. So it might not be as bad. She said that she uses a service in Texas to prep her items before they're shipped to the fulfillment center. So maybe, maybe she's dealing with resellers. Maybe. It's possible. Um, I would say one thing about your that, that uh, statement about the typical seller. Uh, a lot of the clients we've been talking to lately have actually had the reverse pattern that the la- their last year has been has either been steady decline or sharp decline just due to various socioeconomic factors, import issues, increasing overseas competition. Uh, there are a lot of sellers out there that are, are getting kind of beat up right now and they're you're you're talking for them going through something like this you're talking about paying for the sales tax liabilities from your good years with revenues that aren't so good anymore and that just makes the the problem that much worse yeah all right so what assuming that uh, so you want to review those calculations carefully just make sure that 
uh, you're not giving away money, make sure you really narrow it down to California sales. Um, obviously, you want to go through that process. Uh, the next thing we want to look at is what options do we have? So a voluntary disclosure is a typical option that we have, trying to avoid penalty and interest uh, with states, but those are typically only available if they haven't contacted you first or if you're not registered already. So both of those situations have occurred. You know, they've been contacted by California and they're registered in California. So really, based on your experience, Dan, you deal with these all the time. What, what are her options in California right now? Well, at this point, you're, the options remaining are some kind of a uh, absent, uh, some, absent something to reduce the liability outright through taxability, shipping, uh, not, et cetera. Your best option is to try to work with the state to come up with a some kind of a payout agreement where rather than cutting one big check up front, once the liability amount is fixed, then you you say uh, you, you try to get a payout agreement over one, two, uh, maybe even three or four years. And that's a it's a complicated process. And it's uh, they're going to they usually want more than just your word that you can't pay it and before they'll they'll enter into it. But if, if it is a if it's a hardship and it's uh, it would otherwise close your doors, then it's in it, it's in uh, your interest and, and a lot of times it's even in the state's interest to to work to work towards that so that uh, your the seller can keep their doors open and the the state ultimately will get get more money than they would otherwise. All right. Well, um, so uh, Ryan, you can basically send this video an answer and obviously we'd be happy to talk to this person in more detail about her situation but uh, her situation uh, is everybody's situation is unique so uh, we always invite people to visit with us get on our calendar uh, you can meet with Dan or myself or one of our other experts in this area just to review your specific situation. So if, if you'd like to, to get on our calendar and, and meet with us, Ryan can help you with that. And like I mentioned, if, if you're really serious about learning more about what your options are as an e-commerce seller, or if you are an advisor, tax accountant to uh, e-commerce businesses, this guide, this free guide is really, really helpful to you. Really help you feel very confident in a, a speaking to your tax, to your, to your client, or at least having a sense of uh, here's how I need to go about it. So this uh, Kansas seller, uh, you know, Dan, what are the other states that are very active in reaching out like this? Like California, we know is obviously active, but uh, there's been, other, uh, Amazon has agreed with, uh, I don't know what it is, six states. Uh, to share information just like they shared with California. So who else is active out there? Um, well, it's even though they're not one of the states that has subpoenaed the information, they've even before Amazon started sending over information, uh, Washington has always been the one. I, I think is right up there with California in aggressiveness. Uh, California, I mean, Washington uh, has, they've cultivated their own sources for, for gathering uh, FBA seller information. They've been uh, going after sellers. Now they did pass a marketplace facilitator law in 2018, and ever since, or in 2017, my apologies, 
And since January of 2018, they have been, Amazon has been directly remitting tax on behalf of all their sellers, but that has not stopped Washington from going back for uh, all the years before that. So inherent in that data that Amazon is uh, sending to Washington since 2018 is all the seller information. So yeah, Washington can easily just go back. They're they're not going to be content with uh, here. We at least people are paying their tax going forward. Nope, uh, they're going to go backwards. Uh, what other states? So I remember Massachusetts uh, that uh, California, not California. Amazon agreed to send seller information to them. Rhode Island. I remember talking about that. What what other states are out there? You mentioned Rhode Island, and that's a, that's an interesting one. Um, we're not so sure if Rhode Island was a subpoena or uh, if that's actually for marketplace facilitators. R- Rhode Island has a has a notice and a reporting law, and it, it almost appears that rather than impo- doing the the mark them collecting and remitting tax on behalf of all their Rhode Island sellers, Amazon's just going forward with with the notice and, and reporting bit for for Rhode Island. And that's what, honestly, what we think is, is, uh, suspect has been going on. I'll certainly be curious to see if, uh, around this time this year, you get Amazon sends everybody another notice that their, their information has been sent to Rhode Island, but, uh, North Carolina has requested information as well. We know New York requested information. Uh, theirs was a little, theirs was a little weird in that they were looking to, they wanted total sales and, and sales to, to New York customers, but they actually, New York has a, a carve out for fulfillment centers uh, in the state that, that fulfillment centers do not create nexus. So we're, we're, we're wondering if, if there's going to be some other, if they're going after something else there. And then uh, Wisconsin uh, also did subpoena the information. So we're, we're expecting to see, we will not be surprised if if we get a lot more. We're already getting a bunch of people reach out to us, uh, very sympathetic to your situation, our friend in Kansas. And uh, I hope that we can help you. Uh, for those of you who are uh, listening in and, and you're, you really wanted to understand, then I just offer you this guide, uh, this the Marketplace Seller's Guide, and really help you understand the situation in a very quick 15-page read and then the chart will be immensely helpful to you. So check that out if, you, if you're interested. It's, it will be in the show notes. So Dan and Ryan, thank you very much. And uh, this concludes this week's episode of the Ecom Sales Tax Podcast. See you next week. My pleasure, Andy.